0: Good everybody and welcome! Thank you for uh, tuning in for yet another episode of Identity Unlocked. I'm your host, Vittorio Bertolci, and Identity Unlocked is a podcast brought to you by Off-Zero. Today we have a very special episode. We are at our very first in-person conference after a couple of geological eras perhaps? And we are all like, we don't really know what to do with each other, but we are all here and we have a chance to record an episode of uh, our podcast and I managed to snatch a star. I have here in this uh, fish tank, Jan uh, Glazer, VP of Identity at Salesforce. Hi, Jan.
1: I can't believe I'm in a room with you. Like, it, this is mind-blowing, like... People listening, the last time Vittorio and I were together was February 2020 in Japan.
0: In Tokyo, yeah.
1: And then it all went to heck in a handbasket, and now they've just sprung us, and we're in the real world. It's awesome it's to
0: be here. It's unbelievable. Here. It's fantastic. Although, I have to say that the food in Tokyo was significantly <laughs> better.
1: It's not really fair. I mean, okay, fine. We'll just take that as a point. We'll follow up on that later.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so thank you so much for agreeing to spend some time with me. As you know, it's tradition that we start by asking our guests what trajectory was followed for you to land in Identity Land.
1: So everybody has a narrative retroactively. Mine looks kind of like this. I started out of school as a sales engineer for Oracle, selling core technology, classic database stuff. And towards the end of my time there, a friend of mine said, hey, I tried to install this Oracle Directory server thing, but it's the only piece of software that's ever made me cry. And I'm thinking, like, oh, well, having I asked the dumb question, how hard could it be? Wow, boy, did I learn. And so once you know, we got through the live animal sacrifice and demonic possession and all of those things, I actually got this LDAP server running. And then I went, uh, what the hell do I do with it? Okay. Flash forward a couple months from there, a guy I worked with at Oracle was getting recruited by a user provisioning company called Access360. And I'm young, and I'm dumb, and he's like, hey, do you want to come with me to San Diego to, or Southern California to meet with these folks because I kind of need a bullshit detector because like I don't understand this technology, I'm a sales guy, I'm like, yeah, sure. Right? I'm so dumb and I really realized I'm being recruited, but like that's how dumb I am. So I go and they give me the pitch, which is like, hey, Enterprises have to manage user accounts and their access to stuff, and I'm like, that seems like a problem everybody has. Gee willikers, we should do something about that. And the next thing you know, I was part of Access360 as a sales engineer. Then I did some consulting, and some field marketing, and some development, and all these other bits. And I just loved it. I just loved the ubiquity of the
0: problem,
1: and the nuance of it. But, like everybody, I'm sorry, not everybody, most people. I learned a product. I didn't learn how to use a provisioning. I learned a product. And then over time, I realized, oh, there's these adjacencies. Now this is dating me, but at the time, one of those adjacencies was integrity. It's Web Access Management. And I started learning in bits and pieces. Well, Access360 gets bought by IBM, becomes typically Identity Manager, spent some time there. I left, I went to a network-based identity company. The idea was that you could actually inject In the random bits in the TCP spec, you could actually inject random data in those random bits, but that could be identity data.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. It
1: seemed like a good idea. Didn't pan out. Okay, so I jumped before that crashed, went to a company called Approva, which is a financial controls company, GRC kind of stuff, and learned sort of another side of IGA. We ended up building an access certification tool. And all this time, I had been flirting with the idea of becoming an analyst, because I thought. I thought that that was, like, the cushiest, best possible job you could have in the end of any world. Because I saw people like Bob Lakely, yeah. Kevin Campman, yeah, Glory Robinson, and, and Mark Dino. Like, all these people who were like, oh my god, they're so damn smart. And like, that seems awesome. And for my sins, I got the job eventually. And it was awesome. So I was working for Burton Group as an And the reason why it was awesome specifically was the ability to help people at scale. I could write one report, and if I did a good job, I could help hundreds of customers.
0: Like, yeah, it's so impactful, yeah.
1: We got bought by Gartner, that was an interesting transition. I spent a bunch of time there, and then I decided I wanted to get back to product. So I called up a good friend of mine, a rich friend, Chuck, So said, what's going on? And I have been helping Salesforce a little bit with, as a client, and he said, why don't you come on board? Seven and a half years later, I look after product identity and our digital identity products and services. And because, you know, that wasn't enough, then there was that little side hustle I did, which is help found any the professional association for digital mm-hmm. identity management.
0: Which uh, we have seen blossom in, uh, in the last uh, few years. And I'd say that at Visa universe we really saw the culmination of a lot of work.
1: It's an enormous amount of work. And so, Sarah Cicchetti, at the time Sarah Squire and I co-founded this and we kicked it off at what was Cloud Identity Summit, Universe in Chicago four plus years ago. and. We just sat shoulder to shoulder, like building the website before I was going to go on stage and talk about it. And to now hear her talk about all of the things that our volunteers have built a body of knowledge, a community, and now a certification program it's kind of staggering. Like, it's kind of staggering. And the people that we have on the board, people like Steve Hutchinson. There he is. There he is. And people like Greg Smith, who helped in the newsletter and body of knowledge, like people that have been participating. Uh, the thing that makes this industry great is, that even if you are a competitor, you are willing to help one another learn as a professional. Universally, see this, and to me, that is such a healthy place to become a professional. And the hope of 90 Pro, in a lot of ways, is to remove some of the challenges of finding who are those other people. Where's a safe space I can ask questions and see that even the so-called luminaries have to ask questions, right? This is way too big of a space for anyone to quote, know at all. And so I am just as active as the most junior members of my staff are in ID Pro by asking questions, just, hey, I think it works like this. It's been a while since i looked. left. Am I wrong? And how are people seeing this used? Right. That is really valuable.
0: Absolutely. I can confirm all of it. Like The ability of participating in this community, of uh, getting an uh, outside perspective that is uh, typically devoid of any particular product or technology content, because uh, like sharing this experience and vicariously, I have to say, avoid errors that others made and talk about. It's really great. It's a fantastic community to participate in. So, fantastic trajectory. I love how mindful you have been uh, through the entire flow of staying uh, in the identity space. Like very often people uh, describe the story where they really stumble into it. Whereas uh, you describe from early on that you understood the the potential of this space and uh, you dive right in, which is absolutely fantastic. So, great. Normally now I would typically pull out the name of a specification, and then uh, we start drilling into why that specification exists. Are we going to talk about SPML? <laughs> right, Sweet. exactly. Right. Uh, or uh, WebDAV. And actually, instead, given that uh, we are in this uh, thought leadership event, I feel like we should stay a bit more on the wide horizon and talk more about the uh, trends. So. Given that I'm a cheery individual, the first question I'm going to ask to you is what is that keeps you up at night? And if you think about the landscape of identity and security and what's happening today and where we are going, uh, both as technology but also as business and society, what is the thing or the things, there's more than one, that keep you up at night?
1: So I'm going to give you a couple of things from telling from the last point you made about staying in the industry. One of the things that keeps me up at night is I identify myself as an identity expert. I am specialized in subject matter. And one of the things that's really hard is to become, to progress your career while staying as a subject matter expert and reinventing what you are relative to your enterprise, your employer, your customers, and staying sort of true to that core, if you will. For me, the last couple of years have been about a journey of becoming a product executive in identity management, and that's how I identify myself. And the reason why I bring that up is that I think there's a lot of people here who would agree the same way. I'm an identity expert, but they also have career aspirations. They want to grow not only subject matter wise, but professionally, increase the amount of impact they can have. So one of the things that keeps me up at night is how do we Along as many of the sort of cheat codes as possible to help people do that. Because you have generic sort of professional development conversations and you have very often technical skills conversations, but you don't necessarily have those things in a context of a subject matter. So, one of the things that one of the reasons why I continue to participate in ID Pro is thinking about how do we build the things that a self-identified identity expert, subject matter, authority, identity, can grow professionally, and what are the things that others of us who've maybe gone through that kind of growth process, what do we have to give back? What should we be giving back? What should we be thinking about? Where's the places we can land a hand up? So that's one thing that keeps me up that. I think the other thing that keeps me up is... And this is going to sound almost antithetical to my previous point, which is why the hell do there have to be so much expertise in identity so pervasively in the enterprise? Right? One of the things that for a very long time identity didn't do well was serve the developer constituency. Right? We often left developers on their own to figure out very nuanced things. and that always felt wrong to me. I'm going back, you know, many years. I'm not saying in the recent times, but I'm saying over many years. And I don't know if we've done as well as we could over the long arc of history. I think things have gotten better where things are encapsulated. in Libraries, there's SDKs to sort of get things along to help the developer constituency. That's good. What about the business constituency? What about the person who's living in the digital organization in your enterprise, and they've got a journey they want to take that user on. What tools are we giving that person to ensure that sign-up and sign-in and proofing and re-authentication are part of that journey without being burdensome or afterthoughts, right? So the second thing I would say is, yes, your subject matter in terms of identity management. How do we talk about and build tools to give to others so that they're not identity experts, but they're literate and they understand the value and they understand how it can actually drive digital engagement or drive a better experience. So that's the second thing is like, great, you're an expert. Well, yeah, but how do you translate it into something that's consumable by by more people?
0: That's so hard. That's one of the hardest things that we deal with. We have definitely the curse of knowledge, let's say that as identity experts, we croc topologies, we have a patterns in our head we know how it's done and when something goes wrong we typically know where to do, look for troubleshooting. But as you very aptly point out, a lot of people especially in the enterprise, they don't really want to savior the experience of authentication and similar. they want to get things done and it's hard to find the right level of abstraction. Also because there there might be a scenario in which uh, you can uh, provide everything as like low or no code as in components that people just uh, orchestrate. But sometimes people will have to dig a bit deeper and customize some aspect, and so unpack one of those black boxes. And then suddenly people fall from a very tall place because from these uh, nice, clean, basic, fundamental colors blocks, now suddenly you are exposed to a lot of complexity. And I think you're absolutely right, it's one of our challenges as an industry, as in how do we provide uh, jobs to be done, uh, level uh, no code blocks, and how do we provide a graceful uh, slide toward the complexity when people need to gain more control?
1: I think the thing that has held us back in some regards is many of us, there is a lot of us, get really fascinated with the plumbing and the problem. and. What we haven't yet spent time on is the outcomes and the tools to get those outcomes that the business is going to understand. And to be fair, I dislike referring to something as the business. What we need is that identity literacy is pervasive, but in weird ways, right? Because if you talk to digital engagement team, they're like, oh, you're the sign-up guys or you're the sign-in guys, right? You're like, well, no, 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 hold on. Like, what about how is your mobile app? Do you have a separate login for that or is that tied to the same website? Like, oh yeah, those are separate right now. Well, kinda of sucks for the user, right? Like, yeah, we get some friction, but let's talk about how we smooth those sharp out Like everyone has a feel for it. This is part of my love for right identity. Everyone has a visceral reaction to identity. It may be identity theft, it may be <laughs> I hate password resets, it may be, do you know how many times I've had to help my mom sign into X or my dad sign into Y? <laughs> And they ask basic questions like, why isn't this easier? Why is this so hard? Like, So we all have a visceral reaction. We've got to capitalize that. And now is a great time. We've heard so much this week about now more than ever, what we do, how we do it, and what we know are of value to our enterprises, and to our communities, and to our societies. This is a moment to capitalize on. Let's continue to do.
0: I think this is a perfect segue to the other question that I wanted to ask you, which is, taking the polar opposite uh, stance, what is the one thing that you see happening in our industry? The one trend, the one technology, the one actor, anything you want, that actually gives you hope, in which you say, okay, this thing is happening, so we are going to be all right.
1: I'm not going to stick to one, sorry. So the first thing I will say is that over the last couple of years, this could be a very self-serving answer for me. Fourth forthright about it. It's perfectly listeners. fine. Here it comes. This is uh, your
0: time you can say whatever you want. So
1: over the last couple of years, ID Pro has been building a vendor neutral body of knowledge. It is previous to that. Identity, depending on who you ask, is anywhere from a five to sixty billion dollar market. With no body of knowledge that wasn't just learning an app, learning a product. That is baffling. Because what that meant was we couldn't bring more of us. Solve the problem. We couldn't bring a more diverse community with different needs and different viewpoints and different voices to solve a problem. That was math. We've tackled that problem, in our need We continue to do so. Continue to need help to do so. And now, adding on to that, rolling out a certification to show, like, I do know these things. Like, that's hugely important because it now gives us ways of building up the ranks and showing off what we know. Okay. Now, my hope is with those things, not only do we have more people solving problems, but those of us who are solving those problems, and can show off that we know what we know, we can have better careers, that we can actually grow this into an incredibly robust profession, as opposed to a dark art, which has been for a while. I've talked about this a little bit over the last couple of years, is we expose people who interact with systems to far too much of the identity grist for the mill. There's a lot of raw material. That is presented to them. And the ceremonies that most of us have grown up with are the same kinds of ceremonies that the previous generation did in time immemorial, right? Two box login, username, password. Oh, yeah, there's a button that says, forgot my password. And maybe there's a forgot my username. I don't know which one to click. Super fun if I click one and then I click the other. Like, you know, that ceremony. And the thing that is giving me hope is mobile operating system developers who have established a baseline and an expectation for what does design look like? What does interaction look like? For billions of people are now turning their eyes more towards those ceremonies that have traditionally sucked. And that is both terrifying because now you have industrial-grade design saying, no, this is what a good, as reasonably frictionless experience should look like. That's great. Those of us who've got to build those technologies or have to deploy those technologies, like, oh, crap, I've got to keep up with them now. Right? Because my customer's expectation is now set not by identity enterprise computing, which it was for previous generations. It's being set by consumer device interaction. That's a very different target to him, and so I think this is a place where, by having that challenge, we're actually, identity is rising to that challenge through the, I would say, push of the people that are describing how we interact with digital assets today, whether those are apps or devices or connected devices. That's a healthy fire to
0: have under our butt, and I'm really. Fantastic. That's great and uh, very insightful. That is definitely one of the areas where uh, innovation is the most uh, obvious and most uh, bubbling. So, great. Fantastic. I think I hear the little chimes, which means that uh, people are uh, trying to, they will soon flood the fish tank with water. So, (laughs) we best uh, close our interview. So, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This was super interesting. And I'm looking forward to actually publish this and make this available to our listeners. So thank you for being here. Victoria, I have to say thank you for the opportunity to do
1: this. But more importantly, your contributions to this community, that wonderful video series that you've done, the work that you have done, not just in standards, but in humanizing those things for people, albeit with an outrageous accent, is incredibly valuable. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you. Now you've managed in the near impossible trees to make me blush, but luckily we have no video. Thanks, Jan, and thank you for listening to a special episode of Identity Unlocked. I'm your host, Vittorio Bertocz. Bye. Bye. The OpenID Foundation is a proud sponsor of the Identity Unlocked podcast. Since its formation in 2007, the foundation has committed to promoting, protecting, and advancing the OpenID community and technologies please consider joining the foundation and contributing to current working groups. To learn more about the OIDF, please visit www.openid.net. Thanks everyone for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app or at identityunlocked.com. Until next time, I'm Vittorio Bertocci and this is Identity Unlocked, music for this podcast. Composed and performed by Marcelo Wolowski Identity Unlocked is powered by Of Zero. Copyright 2020, Of Zero Incorporated, All Rights Reserved.